Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam's podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Where the hell have you been? It's showtime and we can't wait any longer. My guest in the ADD interview is writer, comedian, podcaster, Lenny Marcus. Yes, we have an ADD interview. Adam got off his ass and did something this week. <laughs> and we want I wasn't going to say anything. Thank you. We want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. We would love to have you. And one Marcus Stern is going to give us the superfan shout-out. Oh, Mark, who is our superfan shout-out for? Our superfan shout-out is for all the Tony Kornheiser Loyal Littles who came out. There was an event here in D.C. I went to see them, and Adam, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and said, I love the Adam Ferrara show. Ah. That's so great. They, they That was the first thing they said to me, and the very next thing, they were like, Phil didn't really swallow a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to say is, Ah, there we go. <laughs> that was so, very it was, kind it was of great you. to hear. Yeah, it was wonderful to hear. And yes. it's very kind of Tony for I, I so enjoy being on uh, on Tony's show. Uh, and he's <clears> such a, a very sweet man. So I wanted a shout out to Tony, to Michael and to all the littles. And thank you so much for uh, for allowing us to entertain you as well. So it's nice to be part of a family. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it, it's nice to have a family. You know, people you look forward to uh, to talking to every week and uh, and to catch up with. Did you shit the toothpick out yet? They that yeah. <laughs> That's what people are asking him. That's what. Oh, you don't know, honey. Here, I got this. I got this communique from Europe, dude. <laughs> I'm getting all kind of messages on my Instagram. Okay, fans chiming in. <laughs> hey, Phil, did you shit the toothpick out yet? Did I shit the toothpick out yet? These are the messages that I'm getting on my social media platforms. I need this. <laughs> hey, Phil, we're all waiting to see what happens. We're all waiting to see what happens. All. Who the hell is all? Those of you just joining us, Phil ate a toothpick last week. By the way, I know you, th you think Phil might be a nine-year-old. No, he's a grown-ass man. <laughs> he's a grown man. And there was some concern that yeah. the toothpick might yeah. perforate something. Mm -hmm. It's just people care about him. Yeah. Phil, this is love. And he, he doesn't like it. No, Phil, it's got to come. People are concerned about him. And, you know. He complains about everything. Yeah. Can I just say, you know, there's going to come a time in Phil's life where he's gonna, where no one's gonna reach out to him, and he's gonna say, "I wish people would ask me if I shit out the toothpick now." Mm -hmm. Now I want that question. What do I have to do to get some attention? Swallow a toothpick? <laughs> no, but pe people do care about him. I mean, and and they will, and they want to help. One guy was like, "Drink some olive oil, Phil. It'll come out smoothly." These are the conversations I need to have. This is all your fault. 
It's all my fault that people care about you and they want to have a smooth exit to the toothpick. Nothing to do with him swallowing an actual toothpick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How is that your fault? How is that your fault? It's, I don't get that. Well, it's all my fault. You know, it's on the podcast and now people are asking oh. about him. Okay. And now, yeah. you know, I, I got a couple I got a couple of things on social media that goes, yeah, you're right. It's got to come out straight. You don't want a breech birth because a breech birth... <laughs> No, no. That my mother's still bitching and moaning. You almost ripped me in two. Oh my goodness! That's what my mother used to say. You came into this world ass backwards, and you behaved that way ever since. Thank you, ma. Yeah, my mom complains too about her little scar. She had a C-section, so I never hear the end of that. She can't wear a bikini. But you can, right? Yes. All right. Show's over. Go put one on. <laughs> Everyone, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so Phil, uh, all right, so here's the here's the toothpick update. Whatever, man, it came out. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> okay. I so, saw it, too. It was sticking out like a shipwreck on a brown island. Ah! <laughs> uh -huh. Jesus. He has no class. <laughs> yeah, that, I was just thinking, we're not going to hear that in, like, Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> I'm disgusted right now. You should have seen her face. I mean, it's, it's like she walked into a fart. It was, you should have seen my wife's face. You, you know you know, Discovery Channel during Shark Week when they hit the sharks in the nose with the bang stick and the sharks just go, oh. blah, blah, blah. that's what my wife just did. You know, uh, I gave him a nice compliment. He, would, he sent me a picture of him sipping an espresso in France, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, look at you're so sophisticated and cultured. Nah, take it all back. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. Phil Tag is fucking elegant, all right? <laughs> I'm classy, oh, all right? Just look it up. I'm classy oh, as fuck, all right? God, that's funny. Can I just have a normal life? Oh, my God. No, you can't. So, okay. So, anyway, it, it's out. <laughs> you know what? Now you I don't want to know. <laughs> it's too late. You know. <laughs> but he doesn't even seem happy about it. He's like angry that it came. I'm like, I yeah. don't, I don't, he just, he's just uh, hostile. What makes you think Phil is hostile? Can I just have a normal life? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Phil, he is, you know brother. why? He, but he is hostile. Mark, Mark has, has, Mark he's the grouch. No, you know why? Why? He is, the, he flew to Spain. He's in Barcelona. Yeah. And he, and he can't <laughs> sleep. And, and he's screaming. Here, listen. Now I can't sleep. It's four in the morning. I'm in Barcelona, Spain. It's the Festival of St. Jones, whatever the hell that is. Cannon fire, <laughs> bottle rockets, fireworks. One day a year, this is the day I'm here. Festival of St. Fucking Jones. <laughs> Party in the four o'clock in the morning. Loud as fuck. One day a year, this is the day that I'm here. Let's, let's, let's fly to Barcelona on that day. The fucking feast festival of St. Who the fuck is St. Jones? <laughs> Oh, my God. I know this festival. You do? Yeah. Tell me about it. I know nothing. St. Joan, Joan of Arc was France. What you doing in, no, in Spain? No, this is... This is, this is Joan Collins, right? Yes, yes. The festival Joan Collins, you 90-year-old dynasty fan. <laughs> basically, basically, I, I think it's a lot of things. It's first, it's the beginning of summer, you know, yes. like the solstice. Okay. But it's also... Um, like Saint Joan, it's 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 burning out the demons. It's so what? burning out demons, bad luck, all that kind of stuff. They do as many fireworks as they can. Right. This holiday is pretty amazing. In fact, people travel to, especially go to this holiday. Mm. He, of course, does not like it. <laughs> no. no, he's he's. They, he's no, they it's, brought it's him. Known. They brought him to the holiday yesterday. Yeah, he just spins the wheel and says, this day will be perfect. I've never been to Barcelona. This will be great. The history, the beauty, the food, the culture, everything. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I hate to say this because I love Phil like he's my brother. Right. But if there's a guy that could pick the wrong time, I mean, just his timing is so fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's Phil. I know, and and, and and you know what? That I I happen to like that about him. <laughs> yeah, because you can prey upon it. I know it just it, it it it's a gift that just keeps happening. Phil just wanders into stuff, and I I enjoy it. <laughs> and it's funny you're talking about timing, Stern. I was talking to Lenny Marcus, and his timing to go to a Yankee game opened up a whole new world for him. Wow! You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. 
timing is super important. So think about what are the things that you're seeing that is changing. And yes, maybe it's difficult to plan around things such as... Did you shit the toothpick out yet? The Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. What is that smell? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I've got some stand-up dates for you. July 14th and 15th, I will be at the Nantucket Comedy Festival. Yes, there once was a man from Nantucket. And you know the rest of it. Uh, September 1st, I will be at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club in Bethesda, Maryland. September 15th and 16th, I'm back in Point Pleasant, New Jersey at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. October 13th through the 15th, I will be at Levity Live in Nyack, New York. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. And you know I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a comedian, writer, director, producer, podcaster, and someone I always look forward to seeing. He was the executive producer of ABC's Supermarket Sweep, starring Leslie Jones. He also co-hosts the wildly successful podcast called The Fuckery, along with Leslie Jones. He's a statistician for the New York football giants, and I think he married his cousin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal Lenny Marcus. How are you, my friend? That's close. I am not quite. <laughs> me and my cousin hooked it up. Yeah. Tell me about the rabbits, Leonard. <laughs> you didn't marry your cousin, but she was, was, didn't you meet through a cousin? How, how did it work? My cousin was married to her aunt. Your cousin was married to her aunt. Okay. Yes. What, and what does that make her? Uh, Let me ask this. Does the daughter have web feet? This is what I want to know. No. No, this is two completely different families. So. Oh, okay, good. We're good. We're in the clear. All no right, problem. good. First of all, thank you for doing this. I always love seeing you at the cellar. You make me laugh, and you make me laugh because you remind me of people in my family. There's, I, I identify with your, your angst a great deal. Well, we're both from Long Island. Where did you grow up again? I grew up in Huntington. Yeah, I grew up in Oceanside, so yeah. we're, we're 20 minutes apart, really, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, we have I have the quintessential, I guess— Annoying Jewish family of the quintessential annoying Italian family. So yeah, it's, it's the same thing. The same thing. It's food, family, and guilt. That's what it is. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and but, we're both from Long Island, so you, you know it's floating in the air. Had to be something there because we all. What makes me laugh is you go to places, uh, especially on stage about New York, that are, are thoughts I've had in my head. I'm playing this bit. I know it's an older bit of yours, but I love it. But I'm playing it now. How annoying is it when you get on the bus and there's a wheelchair guy? How fucking annoying is that? <laughs> Don't owe me. Come with me, everybody. Uh, uh, uh. How annoying is that? Where's the technology? Where's the giant hose to suck that guy in? Oh, there he is. He wants to get off. Ding. You ever been on with two? Don't even go. You're not getting there on time. 
But last week I set the record. Three, three wheelchair people on the same bus. I know that bus is slow because when the third wheelchair guy got on, the first wheelchair guy was like, come on. That's funny. And everyone's had that thought, too. You're like, oh, there before the grace goes. Let's go! <laughs> it's always when I'm late, man. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And then now, at least they have those buses where the thing can come down. They get them on. They actually improve this process a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, but still, man, you see it happening. You're like, this is going to take This a is going to take forever. And, and especially being late, because that, that late. kicks my anxiety, too. That bothers you? Late bothers yeah, you? Yeah, forget it. If I'm late, if I'm late to a spot, you know, oh. you, have, you know exactly. It's amazing. Comics can tell you five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You know, in your head, you have a, a an amazing clock now after yeah. all these years. Yeah. So yeah, people go five minutes. You know, like when you go to a wedding, mm -hmm. and then the guys like they go, oh, it's the best man speech going to be. I'm I'm only going to do five. I'm only going to do five. <laughs> and then the guy goes up and does thirty. I'm like, you got yeah. amateur hour, and it's you terrible. No, terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we, we can get to our spots. We know how much to do our time. But when the guy in front of us is killing, we always go to the MC and go, how long is he going to be up there? What's he got left? <laughs> what's he got? Is, is he, yeah. yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> I get that when I follow you at the cellar a lot because you're killing at the cellar. And uh, I love following you because I, I like to tag one of you. I draft. Yeah, I'll tag some of your bits. always great. It's yeah. always. I hang around just for the tag and then I walk right out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to the next one. Yeah. Not, not insulting. I mean, no, I, I know it. you're going to say something, and it's so good every time. How do you do that? <laughs> it's fun. But I'll do a joke about my wife, like uh, I was doing, and then you'll just follow it, like mm -hmm. I was doing something, and with Lenny's wife, you know, I was like, oh my god, I don't even see it coming. You like set the whole thing up. <laughs> and so you married, funny. you married an Italian woman. You were asking for it, I baby. Did. Half. half Italian, half Irish, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, much better. What are you kidding me? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, yeah. She's not like they're not the Italian side. All they do is bake cookies. That's the that's the, yeah, the no, biggest I, end of the Italian. Yeah, I got the killers. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. got the like pinch your cheeks kind of like. I got uh, the yelling. Pasta. I got I got the yelling. The, the yeah. angst. See, here's the thing with the angst. The Jewish. They have angst. the angst. Yeah, they have the angst. They have the angst, but it's loud. It's loud angst. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You got you guys. You suffer this is internally. Brooding angst. This is quiet brooding angst. Yeah, and it comes out uh, with guilt. Yeah, yeah. Guilt, we get sure. we get. My mother screamed. My mother spreads guilt like peanut butter, but it's loud, and it <laughs> it gets to the neighbors too. Like the neighbors are going, "Would you just drive it to the stop and shop?" You know, just the neighbors are coming just to get her to stop. Mine was my mother never screamed. All mm -hmm. she had to do was say, um, "I'm very disappointed." Oh. And that was, oh, God. That was the worst. That was the worst? That was the worst. I'm very disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. That was so rare, but because, but it hurt. That was the big one. That was the big one. The, yeah. the scariest is when my dad got quiet, because my dad was this big guy. But when he got quiet, it was just like, do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> it's like mafia-esque. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, that's scary. he's not messing around. But he was funny. <laughs> my dad was funny. Was it funny in your family? Yeah, my dad was really funny. Yeah, yeah. he was really funny, but very like uniquely funny. Uh, I couldn't, even, you know, place it. But he would do he would do some crazy stuff. I'd watch him like he would call me weird, and I'd be like, "You are so quirky." <laughs> <laughs> like we we were on train. I tell the story all the time. We're on a train going from Long. We're going to like the Knicks game mm -hmm. in the city, right? We get on the Long Island Railroad. He sees a guy coming back from the game he hasn't seen in a while. Guy says to him. He goes, Bernie, good to see you. And he's like, hey, good to see you, Jack. Great to see you. What have you been working on? And the guy's like, hey, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, hey, take my card. And he gives my dad the card. He goes, oh, you have a card? Great. I need a card. He's like, you do? He gives my dad the card. My dad looks at it and then starts picking his teeth because he had something <laughs> stuck. And I'm like, slapping. I'm like 15, slapping the card. Out. What are you doing? And we get off the train. Like, you don't pick the card with the guy. <laughs> And what did the guy do? Tell me he was a dentist. He said, no, he's like, a, he's looking at him like, oh, like, like nothing. And my father's still talking to him. They have a conversation, but you could see the guy in his eyes. Like, Why? that's my business card. Do you wear, first of all, do you, my father had that oblivious aware, and my father used to pick his teeth with a matchbook. He would finish. Matchbook. Yeah. Ma anything, yeah. anything like that, that era, they could pick their teeth with anything. Toothpick, matchbook, business card, yeah. any piece of, he would fold a piece of paper in half. Yeah. Any piece of paper. Give me that piece of paper. I'm, it's garbage. Just give me it to me. Fold it in half. <laughs> 
how bad? Yeah, what's the? What did you learn from Grandpa going through the depression that you couldn't find sticks? I mean, uh, really? My father went through all that, so it's like you know he escaped World War II. So mm-hmm. everything is we don't have anything. We had nothing. One of my first jokes was like we had nothing. Mm-hmm. We had no shoes. We had no air. <laughs> we had nothing. Oh. Like, you had nothing? Okay, we had one thing. What's that, Dad? Nothing. You pay attention. You know, it was like, nothing was big. You get nothing and like it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. A lot of nothing. What did he do? What did he do? He eventually, he did a lot of jobs when he came to the United States. And then, you know, because the English was bad. So he was like, he worked a dredge. Mm-hmm. He could do anything. He would he would fix stuff with like a soldering gun. Who knows how to use a soldering gun? He would fix, this, he would fix anything in the house. He once, one time, uh, a cup fell on the ground, like a a sugar bowl fell on the ground, you know, with a top. Mm -hmm. So the top was intact. Somebody dropped the sugar bowl, broke into a thousand pieces. My dad, I don't see him all day. He goes back into his little shop there with glue, whatever, soldering, whatever he put together, he put it back. Like, it looked like Frankenstein. You know, it was like, it was, it was whole, but it was like Frankenstein. So <laughs> my mother goes, Bernie, just throw it out. We'll get a new one. He's like, well, it's perfect. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you would not spend a dime on a new one. It was the funniest shit. Oh. Like, dad, it's that It's broken. Oh. It's not broken. I got a great joke about you, dad. I want to play now. You can buy a coffin at Costco. Have you that seen that? Yeah. Who's buying a coffin at Costco? Are there people walking around with 20 pairs of socks and a bucket of raisinets going, honey, look at this. We got to get one of these. Your grandfather didn't look too good last night. We should get one of those. You laugh, but that's what my dad would do. He's the cheapest man on the planet. I would die. He'd be sitting in front of a funeral director somewhere. The guy would be like, that's 3000 for the coffin. He'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to Costco. <laughs> true oh that's funny and it's true and the end of that is like he wouldn't even he wouldn't even he would put it together himself with the allen wrench (laughs) he would do the whole he would put it together but he used to say he goes when i die he goes just put me at the curb in the don't even spend the money just put me in the can in the curb yeah and they'll just take him away what is the matter with you like yeah, I, I have I have that too because I got provider's anxiety. You know, I got you know, that's what they call it now. When we were kids, okay. it was called "Who left these fucking lights on?" That's what it was called. When we were kids, <laughs> but so I worry too. I, I'm 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 a little crazy like your dad. I want yep. a coffin, but I'm a little crazy like your dad. Oh, so did you buy it already? My dad bought his own his own no, coffin. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't done. He that. knew he was dying, and before he made all the arrangements, mm-hmm. the the stone, the whole thing. Before he died, I took him around, and my on Father's Day, I remember my sister took him. She comes in the house. We were at his place on for Father's Day, crying. He mm. was like a month away from dying, and she took him in there, and he's crying. I mean, she's crying. I'm like, what? She goes, when was the last time you took your dad stone shopping on <laughs> Father's Day? I mean, because he wanted to make sure he had the stone. Yeah. Oh, my God. My dad did the same thing when he was dying. I said, Pop, I don't want you to worry about the thing. I'll take care of everything. He goes, I already did it. Come here. Come with me. He brings me, Lenny, brings me in the garage. He opens up his toolbox. He's got a pamphlet in there. He goes, you see that? I go, what's that? He goes, that's a crypt. I go, a crypt? Crypt? Yeah. I go, what are you, a Romanian duke? <laughs> he's like, he goes, he's like, I don't want to be in the grounds. Worms and shit down there. I said, Pop, I'm not going to throw you on the side of the highway like a dead witness. I'll silicone the box. I'll screw it shut. He goes, this is above ground. It's waterproof. Look at that. Look at that on the front of the crypt. You see that? That's a family crest. I asked him, I said, Len, is that our family? He goes, nah, I picked it out of the book. I like it, though. <laughs> You have your own made-up family crest. He's got. It was what? It was number six. It was. It was free if you got the biggest stone. Oh, and then he goes, "This is where your mo- your mother and I are going to rest in peace." I'm like, "You don't get along in a four-bedroom house. <laughs> You're going to spend eternity oh in his concrete bunker." So he's in a crypt in Long Island, which means the cri- he's above ground and he can see the Seven Eleven across the Parkway. This is the view he's got for eternity. He's a, he's right off he's right off Route One Ten, Len. Mine too. Like this, uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, Farmingdale, somewhere around. The yeah, Pine Lawn. Yeah. That big where they put all the old fathers. There's some piece of Pine Lawn. Yeah, mine's somewhere around there as well. Yeah, Montefiore, and you were, you did a similar. Your life path had a similar beat when it came to your dad 
passing and meeting your wife because that's what happened to me as well really yes yeah. that is what happened you know uh he was passing away and that cousin came to say goodbye mm -hmm. and he and i was coming back i would take care of him during the week and then i would come back in and do shows i don't even know how i did it i mm -hmm. just needed to get out of there because it was just so depressing but i took care of him during the week my sister would take over because she worked during the day so mm -hmm. and then this cousin came with the wife who I knew for since I was a kid. And then she's, they said, we're going to come see you tonight in the city. I'm like, please don't. I'm in no yeah, yeah. headspace to do this. And no, no, we'll come. We'll take you to dinner and, I'm, and we're bringing Debbie's niece. Mm -hmm. And that's who walked in, my wife. Well, of course, of course, first of all, every comic wants them to see them working because that's our power base. <laughs> Yeah, she thought I was, after watching my act, she thought I was a big curmudgeon for sure. Really? He's wow. Funny, but, he's but you're funny. I'm sure you killed. <laughs> it was a good night. Yeah, and she's and she's like, what, 30 years younger than you or something? <laughs> Where do you get these facts? I don't She's, yeah, she's younger than me. She's going to be 40. Relax. Okay. What's your story? I didn't, did I miss this story? My, so my dad's, my dad, I bring my, uh, I, I bring my wife home uh, to meet uh, my mom and dad, right? Mm -hmm. And I could tell my father loves her. And uh, I bring my father to chemo for the first time. And I, they're hooking him up. I got movies on the little laptop. I'm going to sit with him. We're going to watch you know, movies together. And I leaned over and I said, Pop, I'm going to marry Alex. And my father looked at me and said, if you don't, I will. <laughs> and don't listen to your mother. She's plenty good enough for you. <laughs> he did not say that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you don't, I will. I added the mother part. I wish my wife would have met him, my my dad, but no, it didn't work out. That you know what? Was. That's that's what I'm grateful for, Len. He got to spend the last. He was ill, but he got to yeah. he got to spend the last few uh, uh, years of his life uh, getting that's to know big. her. And they're yeah. both they're both the same. They're both the same as my wife says. We're both Libras. I go. You're both a pain in the ass. <laughs> Uh, and I'm all over the place. I'm like, you know, I, I here's the thing. My wife knows me better than I know me, but I know us better than she does. So I know Ooh, what, that's interesting. Yeah. So I know what we need and she knows what I need. Uh, but I don't listen a lot. <laughs> that's the problem. I get the yeah, I get talked to about not listening as well. Just, yeah. We have a lot of information coming in. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. Some of it is nonsense. Yeah. yeah, but then, but this, this is what I hate. It's like some of it that comes in, and I'm like, ah, shit. She said that to me three months ago, and now I'm getting it from because someone else said it. You don't understand. Every week, my wife has to take a phone call at like three forty-five on a Monday, right? Mm -hmm. Every week, you know, I got a thing today, three forty-five. Yes, you know, eleven o'clock. You know, I got a thing today, three forty-five. Right. Yes, <laughs> you know, three twenty. You know, I'm gonna get. I swear, if you say it again, <laughs> <laughs> you say it again. I got it. I got it. 3.45 on a Monday. I'm not that big of a moron who doesn't listen. I get it. I don't listen, you know. what? Yeah, but that's just her anxiety. Whatever this thing is at 3.45, she's, she's, she's worried about it, and she doesn't obviously does not want you there. Get out. Yeah, I know. She doesn't want me there. Yeah. I got it. 3.45, I'm taking a walk. Yeah, I get it. Well, oh, God, during COVID, I, I went for my Save My Marriage walk. I labeled it. <laughs> Len, it wasn't just me. Every married guy in my neighborhood, about four in the afternoon, we're wandering around just talking to each other. Like, can we go home? Listen, I uh, haven't got a text. Right. I'm not taking a chance. Luckily, we had, uh, you know, like a one and a half year old at the time. So I mm -hmm. I would take her 9 a.m. I was out the door at 9 a.m. I'd walk her out and we weren't we weren't coming back to like 1230. Right. OK. And then I take a nap and then, you know. She'd take over a little bit from there, and then we'd both do it together. It kind of worked out that I got my built-in Save Your Marriage walk. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. let me ask you this. Is, is, uh, you married a civilian, right? What does she do? I did. She works uh, – she's in finance for NBC. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God you so got she, But she likes smart. the entertainment industry. That's true. She keeps tabs on – like, she knows who you are, and yeah. she keeps tabs on all the comics, and she likes listening to – yeah, stories and stuff. Yeah, well, that's that, that's great because my my wife learned the understanding because I was when she met me, she the world opened up to her and she she learned everything and and she has great taste, my wife. So she's oh, yeah, and good. and she threw herself. She's on this podcast with me, Len. Oh, you know, I well, no, I do the interviews and then we do the wraparounds together. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I don't let her talk too much, lady. She's over in the corner. Yeah, she's like, like, do me a favor, go over there, look pretty. I. <laughs> 
Yeah. At the end, I go, meet Lenny. I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. You've been here the whole time? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm cutting that out. Come on, man. You got to leave that in. Laugh it up, Marcus. That's going to get uh, me. That's funny. That's going to get I me know, that deafening silence. Like you get in trouble, too? <laughs> oh, constantly. I constantly. My mother, I get, this goes back to my mother. She would kick me under the table for saying stupid shit. But my dad was a loose cannon. He would say, <laughs> like, he would say crazy stuff. Like, with the thing, he would say stuff like that, you know? Like, oh, my God, just even I was just like cringeworthy. And and then if I would say something, they would kick my mother would kick me under the table. So it would it was annoying. Right. Well, here's the thing about saying stuff. It's the instinct. Our instinct to say something to call bullshit immediately is like that's just, you know, like and and I would think nothing of it because I grew up in a a house where somebody would say something. You're full of shit. There's no like. Like yeah, well that's why comics is so great. We can talk to each other and like you're that's foolish, you know what I mean? You can't say that to civilians. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you're in a cocktail party, like bullshit. You <laughs> like good luck. They you're not getting invited back. You know. I like I like that. That reminds me of your Aruba bit. I want to play the Aruba bit. I got to go to Aruba and do this show next week, and I don't even want to go. He goes like this. He goes, Lenny, come to Aruba. He goes, Do you like fresh fish? That was his sales pitch for Aruba. He's like, no, I like unfresh fish. I like a salmon that's washed up on shore with like one eye missing and a cigarette coming out of his mouth. Yeah, saute that up. I'm coming to Aruba, you idiot, right? He does this all the time. Like, we, we were in Aruba, then he takes me to a restaurant, and he calls, you ever see people do this? Calls the waiter over. He goes, excuse me, what's the story with the salmon? I'm like, oh. I hate this guy. What's the story with the salmon? Uh, once upon a time, there was a salmon. He was going to go to med school, but got caught in a net. And now he's being eaten by an idiot. What's the story with the salmon? It was the best of salmon. It was the worst of salmon. It's so funny about that joke. Uh, first of all, both true. Both yeah. Ray Allen came out of his mouth. Ray Allen? Oh, that's funny. I know yeah. Ray. Yeah, and Ray's great, but he said the first one. I go, you're gonna make it onto national television. That's a dumb comment, right? And then after I did it, we went down to Aruba, and he did it again. He did the, the what's the story with the salmon at the table? Like, remember, it was like Madame Jeanette's restaurant. I'm like, you just did it again. You made it act again. I'm like, he goes, what? I go, do you realize what you're saying? It's ridiculous. What's the story with the salmon? What is she gonna tell you? I went off like ten minutes. Right, so he made he made the, and then it's funny at the end with the, it's the best of sound, it's the worst of sound. One of the most famous books of all time, you know. Like, and people look at me. There are some people like, what? What are you talking? Oh God, I got jokes like that. My favorite joke that doesn't work is uh, I have to work on my reading comprehension. I thought Farewell to Arms was about the Venus de Milo. Nothing. People's heads. Nothing. Yeah, the people are morons. It's amazing how many jokes I'm like, come on. Yeah. Come on. I got to take this that far down, but. Yeah, but your stuff, and and you know what I I like a lot about it? You paint the domestic scene, and for some reason, a lot of it's about food. The pie bit. I love the pie bit. Oh, the pie's brand new. Don't ruin that. You don't have that bit. No, I don't have that bit. You you don't know how to get that yesterday. No. I saw you do the yeah, pie the bit. Yeah, the pie bit's brand new. I literally, I'm not even done with it, so. Yeah, I saw it at the, at the cellar, but it, I was like, that stuff makes me laugh. This makes me laugh, too. I'm going to play this one. My wife dragged me to a farm-to-table restaurant, the waiter whispering sachets up to the table, like, hi. Have you guys dined with us before? It's like, no, but I've lived on the planet before. Is this I pick from the list and you bring it? Yeah. You know when that happened? I went to a farm table restaurant with Esty. Oh. On Esty's birthday. Esty from the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Esty's birthday, my wife goes, let's go to this farm. My wife said, let's go to this farm to table restaurant. And I watched this whole thing play out. The guy <laughs> sashays up to the table, starts whispering. Hi, have you dined with us before? I'm like, I hate this fucking place. I know it's going to call. And sure enough, that bill came. I was like, oh, my God, if Esty orders dessert, I'm going to have to work at the Comedy yeah. Cellar. <laughs> Yeah, my wife took me to when I first moved out here. I first met my wife. You know, you, you know, you're a fixer upper. She, she, it's, it's, it's like that's what you are. You're, you're an A-frame house. I can make something out of this. You know, 
So she brings me to this Beverly Hills place to get my to get a haircut. Yeah. So walk in, we sit down, elegant, everything, right? Okay, I'm sitting down. I'm looking around and going, ah, it's going to cost me a fortune. They bring me over a cappuccino without asking. I go, this is $12 oh. easy right here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And sure enough, I got murdered walking. But, but, but here's what happened, Len. I walked out and I went, "How? I can't believe this is, I look great. Look at me. Yeah, I. my wife, I've had girlfriends over the years. Let me take you to a salon instead of that stupid butcher that you're yeah. using across. She calls my, my barber a butcher, mm-hmm. like a butcher, right? And then, so uh, I'm like, but it's like 20 bucks. What yeah. are you talking? And then you go to the uh, salon with her and they just wash it. And it's the same fucking cut. I've had the same haircut, Adam, since I was seven, <laughs> seven. <laughs> And so literally the same Italian guys cut it until I was 15. Mm-hmm. Then I got out of there. You know, I went to 617 college. Then then different Italian guy cut it up in Albany. And then you get back to New York and another. Now it's the Russians who cut it across sure. the street. But no, my wife, anytime she takes me anyway, 200 bucks. Now she won't let them touch me because she'll walk by the barbershop mm-hmm. and go, butcher. And yells it <laughs> at them. Like, what is the matter with you? I got to see these guys down the street, right? So we, so now Leslie's got Leslie's stylist. Mm-hmm. If he's in town, we'll cut it. So now that cost me a hundred bucks, right. right? Same fucking haircut. I don't care what anybody says. It's the same fucking haircut. Oh, yeah. It's so annoying. How did you meet Leslie? Because you, you you write for her. You wrote uh, on a Netflix specials. You did the yep. supermarket sweep together. Now you got the the fuckery of the podcast together. How did you meet uh, Leslie? <sighs> With everything else in my life that's gotten gotten anything good is sports. So, yeah. you know, you love sports. I love mm-hmm. sports. So I was sitting at the cellar, and you know what goes on down there. Mm-hmm. Esty and I, or everybody just watches the Yankees 24-7. Any sports that are on there between sets, you're watching it. Sure. So Leslie was doing Saturday Night Live and would take the summer's, you know, thing ends in May. She would come down to the cellar to run sets. I just happened to be sitting there, like, over the years. Like, 2014 mm-hmm. was like... What's your name? Oh, nice to meet you. And then 2015, what's your name again? She couldn't remember anything, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I know you. Don't I know you? Yes, we do this every year. I'm like, so like by 2017, we're just at one day. It's just me, Leslie, SD. The game is on. We're talking baseball with, you know, me and SD. And Leslie goes, hey, I can get tickets to those, that game. You want, you want to go to a baseball game with me? And I'm like, yeah, I know those seats. They're Lauren's seats. They're right, right. behind home plate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is my dream, Adam. Like, tears started welling up <laughs> in my eyes. You know? Like, to sit right behind the plate. You know where I sit? I sit where you don't even know if Matt's Yankee, you know, they look like raisins, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Sure. I'm like, and then sure enough, I didn't think anything of it. She she goes, put your number in my phone. Like, oh, she goes, you're Ryan Hamilton, right? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? I'm Lenny. Ryan's the guy on the TV next to the game on the TV. Uh, so you can see what's going on downstairs, right? So, okay. So then I think there's this no shot. And then she texts me, you want to go bring somebody? My wife couldn't go. She was in meetings. Right. So I took my best friend, Neil, and the two of us went with her assistant. It was like a day game on like a Tuesday. We had the world's best time. So to pay her back, mm-hmm. I never do this. I never run any joke by anybody but i like i might as well watch her set i've never seen her right right i'd never seen her perform because mm-hmm. she's an la comic so she's up on stage i'm watching this going i got a lot of lines if this lady wants some lines mm-hmm. you know i felt so to pay her back she cuts off stage and i go hey you want you want a couple of lines because i mm-hmm. think i might be able to fix some of those bits and she's like yeah mm-hmm. i was waiting for the punch in the face like no right get away from me and so we went upstairs and I gave her all these lines, Adam. It was like a miracle. It's like, uh, she goes, all right, let's do it around the corner. I'm like, you're going to put him in that to play now. Yeah. Like, you know, she didn't write a word down. She just listen. We would go around the corner out of like 10 lines. I gave her nine. Don't do well. They blow the roof off the place. Right. I can't even do that for myself. <laughs> Never. It takes me forever to write two lines. You know, you know this. Sure. So it's like, okay. Nine out of ten. And she goes, All right, who are you? And then she starts asking around, Who's this nut? You know, right. like, you know and then that pattern continued. I'll take it to a game, come watch my set. And then That's one day great. she just turns to me going, Hey, let's go, Yankee. You wanna open for me? <gasps> like, yeah, sure. I goes the money. I'm like, the money's gotta be good. So I went on the road with her and the rest is history. The next text was like, You wanna go to the Olympics? I'm like, To do what? Yeah. Next, I'm on a next thing you know, I'm on a plane to Pyongyang. 
everywhere we go, commercials, whatever she goes, hey, rewrite this commercial. Just throws me in the pool, so I'm I end up rewriting commercials. That's and going, great. Yeah, going on the road. So you're her guy. And then it was like, write my help me write the special, sure. That's great. So you you are you are the Swiss Army Marcus. I am. She calls me the alchemist, even though I don't think she knows what that means. That's but, a- she, <laughs> but she called me the alchemist. I, Maybe I don't know what it is, but when he's done, I got a bag of gold. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. But you know what I was watching? What do you think of that? I was watching uh, Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick Rubin doesn't really know a lot about music. He just right. knows he's like that guy. He's like, they come to him. He listens. He's like, yeah, I like it. But if you do that, like he is just a way of dealing with people and making it. Yeah. He's, he, he's, a, he's the neck. He, he shows you where to, where to turn your head. I guess. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, but the, yeah. He, I don't know. The, lots of producers, and I think we need them as comics because, you know, we're, we're, in, the, we're in, the, in the painting. You know, we yeah. can't see outside of the painting. You know, yeah. so. Um, Plus, industry doesn't give a shit what I do since day one. They don't care. <laughs> Stop it. They don't, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wrote that? Good. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they haven't given a fuck. Like, what? Really? You did Letterman? Come on. Yeah, they, I mean, no. They. I worked to get that. I didn't. You know, I didn't have a manager, agent. Mm-hmm. No agent ever approached me. No man. Rarely. <laughs> they were just like, what? Let them just go do whatever. Like, Let all right. Get this out of his system. <laughs> yeah, get him out of it. Like he's doing. I'm on the show with their client. I murder. Their client goes up and has a two. You would think somebody would go, who was that guy? You know? No. No. Right? And then I didn't, after a while, I was just like, all right, this is what I was doing my life. But it's funny, you know? It's funny. You know, like Leslie walks in, Leslie! Who are you again? Yeah. I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who's going to save your life, you pieces of shit. Why is the driver here? <laughs> they think I'm the manager. They think I'm her agent. They talk to me like her. We're at Yankee Stadium, and she goes, she looks at me, and she goes, who's my publisher of the book? And she doesn't even know, right? Why? She just wrote a book. And it's like, it's like hat, I think it's Hatchet, because I looked it yeah. up. You know, I'm like, why? I'm curious, right? Who right. published a book? So I think it's Hatchet. And then uh, she, the lady at the next table goes, Leslie, Leslie, who published your book? And she looks at me, who published the book? I'm like, I think Hatchet published the book. And then now this lady, whoever it is at the next table, uh-huh. thinks I am the manager or the agent. And now she's talking to me like, what well, you need to do for your publishing deal? And I'm like, you do not know how much I do not give a fuck about the rest of this conversation. I was just answering a question. I came to watch the game. Who cares? Oh my god! Oh, uh, that's funny. But you guys work well together. I've seen. I, yeah, I've watched... we have good. We have really good chemistry. We we laugh all the time. It's weird. We're from two crazy different backgrounds. Yeah. but we sort of sim- similar to us. She had a father who was similar to our dads, mm-hmm. and uh, real loose cannon for sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's fun. Well, all right. So you got you got you met Leslie through sports. How did you get to be the statistician for the Giants? All right. And, so and, and in full disclosure, I, we talk a lot more during football season because I'll text you yes. before I yes. put my bets in. Well, you also have a lot of you know you have a lot more to lament about. Yeah. But this uh, this could be your year, Adam. The hey, Jets. I'll take it. He's a pain in the ass, but I'll take it. Hey, if they start lighting up wins, that's what you want, right? That's what we want, baby. Go back in the so, dark. I was at SUNY Albany. That's where I went to school. Mm-hmm. And the guy and I worked with the football team up there. So some guy, I got a call before I ever went to college from a guy who's like, I'm the manager of the, the Albany football team. Mm-hmm. Would you like to come help us out? I'm like, sure. I'm like, you wait, what do I do? I'm not going to be the water boy. He goes, right. no, we don't do water. We help the coaches out. You could sit in meetings. We, we help the, whatever the coaches need, kick, help the kickers out, return the kicks, whatever. I was like, this seemed like a no-brainer. Like, wait a second. I get to work with a, a college football team? Mm. This is going to be – there's probably like 30 guys. In the, I, I go to the meeting, just me. <laughs> just me. You want to meet the head coach? Sure. Right, next thing I know, I'm meeting the head coach. <clears throat> it's just you. You're the just staff. Me. me and him. <laughs> me and him. And next thing I know, I'm at practice. Can you give us practice every day? You know, college, you got five classes. I got nothing better to do. He's like, every day practice, 3.30. Look at my schedule. I'm like, how long's practice? Hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, I'm in. Okay. Great. 
So every day, 335, I'm out there catching punts. I'm learning the offense. Right. I'm, I'm working with the coaching staff. It's like insane. Uh-huh. It, it's, it was like a full immersion as like a coach when I'm 16, 17 years old. Anyway, that guy, when he turned it over to me, you know, he actually added another person after me, but that guy was named John Berger. He went on to when he graduated in the late 80s, mm-hmm. the whole world went computers, including the NFL. Right. The NFL did everything with a piece of paper and a pencil, mm-hmm. including stuff. So he gets out, and he had a relationship with the owner of the Giants. That's another crazy story. But The Mara family? He, the Mara family. He would write to Mara when he was a child saying, someday I want to work for you. And the old man would write him back like, really? Sure, when you're old enough, come work for me at training camp. And he would pen pal with the owner through his childhood. Mm. Is that insane? And then when he's 16, he goes, all right, I'm in college. Can I come? He's like, yeah, work for me at the at the training camp. So he would like hold the rope at the training camp or whatever in the summers. And then he, he, and then um, when he graduated, the league goes computers, his degree is computer science. He goes, the owner goes, Mara goes, figure it out. You're my computer guy and hires him. And the next thing you know, he puts the whole computer department together, soup to nuts for the giants. So now by 91, this is in the late, you know, 86 and on. Mm-hmm. So and by 91, the whole, now the statisticians have been doing everything by a piece of paper and a pencil. Right. And somebody was like, we should write a program. So somebody wrote a computer program to do that. And next thing you know, he's like me. And of course, not only is I the manager of the football team, that he knows me and we're good friends at this point. But another guy I'm with was also a manager. All of us are computer science majors. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you guys want to try and figure out this system to do, you know, the stats We're like, you mean you're going to pay me to come to the giant stadium and sit in the press box on the 50 yard line and pay me Yeah, the game I'd be watching in my underwear. Yeah. 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 You got it. I'm in. So, you know, so eight games, 10 games a year with the preseason. And I go, can we go to the super bowl? If they were sure. If they get in and, uh, the rest is history. I'm not leaving that job. Hell no. And, uh, I've been there. and how long you been there since 1991. Oof. 92, well, 91, 92 season. The year after they won it, mm-hmm. I was there for the summer. They that after that year, they the the summer league. The, do you remember this? The World League of American Football. Yeah, I think it lasted fifteen minutes. It did, but that's where they tested out the the program. Uh huh. And it was funny because the New York Knights had a team. You'll like this. The New York Knights, New Jer- New York, New Jersey Knights was yeah. the name of it. The quarterback, the center would take a step back. Step on the quarterback's foot, he would fall down, drop the ball. I mean, that was their MO. That was a written play. <laughs> that was a written play. That was so bad. He dropped the ball, and that's called an aborted play in football. Mm-hmm. The computer system cannot handle aborted plays. Right. So the rest of the day is a complete disaster of us trying to catch up. But so they fixed the system mm-hmm. for aborted plays. But the funny part about the World League of American Football was it was in the summer, and they wanted promotions. So they had one, they had cheerleaders for the World League, right? Right. One of the promotions was, you know, they had the dogs with the Frisbees or mm-hmm. whatever and whatever. But one of them was come on the field and dance with the cheerleaders. Okay. This, this is, is New York, New Jersey. And and, New so, York, and serving beer. This this is this is going bad. So quick. there's fifty thousand people in the stands. When they do this at halftime, forty thousand men are on the field. <laughs> Getting lap dances from those poor cheerleaders, you know? Oh, God. And they're, like, grinding up on them, whatever. People, like, all you hear is an announcer from the press box. We no longer need people on the field <laughs> dancing with the cheerleaders. I mean, they had some crazy – they had a bikini contest. Three girls go up. One girl knows it's coming. She's a 10. She's in the – she's got – you know, she's in a killer bikini. Mm-hmm. She's a model. The other two, they just pulled out of the stands. Right. If you want 50,000 people to boo you <laughs> – Try that, right? So they're like, "How about a hand for number one?" Everybody's like, "Boo, <laughs> boo!" So I can't thank you enough, my friend. I always, uh, I always love seeing you. Make me laugh. You really do. Uh, the podcast is called "The Fuckery" with Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Go see Lenny live. He is very, very funny. Uh, LennyMarcus.com for all the information, Mike. Yes. Yes, LennyMarcus.com, or you can go to any um, social and go to Lenny Marcus NYC anywhere. And next time I come, if you have me on again, mm-hmm. can we talk about Phil Tag? Some crazy <laughs> Phil Tag story. You do? All right, give me one. I got, no, no, I got it's too long. Okay. I got the quintessential ten minute Phil Tag story. I'm gonna have next you. Time on. I come. 
All right, baby. Yes, I'll, I'll see you soon. Right. Best of the family. And uh, we'll you talk soon. It. Same there. Bye. Yeah, bye. Oh, Lenny makes me laugh. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I thought I only had enough room in my heart for one Lenny. Lenny Clark, <laughs> Lenny Marcus, get in here, man, because you're one yeah. of the funniest dudes I've ever heard. And what a fun story. That yeah. was so great. I yeah. love that. I love the fact that Lenny says, you know, I got to do something nice. I got to pay it back. I watched this set. I wrote down a couple of lines. He's, he's trying to say thank you. He's doing the right thing to say yeah. thank you. You know. Anyone can send you chocolate strawberries. I'm going to write you some jokes. <laughs> right. And we'll see if it works. And they work. And the, th- the thing that killed me is like, I write 10 lines, nine are killers. I can't do that for myself. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I love that, first of all, and I don't know really how this works in the comedy world, but that Leslie wasn't, because I could see somebody being pissed off, like being like, what, you think I need your help? But she was totally open to it. And not only that, mm-hmm. she's like, Awesome. Let's go down the street and try him. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Like that. That was just enormously cool. I love that. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that it killed. And then she, now for everything, she's like, yeah, you know what? This commercial sucks. Can you just make it better? Because you're funny as shit. I yeah. just love that. Yeah. And when you have great chemistry together, you know, why break something that's not broken? Yeah. Yeah. You need somebody. <laughs> and, and you also need somebody to look out for you. So Alex... I'm going to tell the story. We had to do the promos for A&E. I, I had just, I banged up my shoulder. I was in no mood to do these things. So mm-hmm. we go to, uh, we go to the studio and it's, it, it's promotional for Top Gear. So the director's like, hey, we're going to sit you here. You're in bed watching TV. You're on FaceTime with Rutt and Tanner. You know, they're going to shoot their stuff later. Um, so we go to wardrobes. We go to wardrobe. They put me in pajamas and they want me to wear this hat. And I'm not wearing a hat. I said, I'm not wearing a hat. So the director, I, said, I told the director, I said, I'm not wearing a hat. He goes, Mm, okay, uh, maybe we can shoot one with and one without. And I actually said, I ain't wearing the hat. Because you know, that's the one they're going to use. <laughs> and I threw the hat over on the side of the room, and there was a heaviness in the air. Ooh, and Alex yeah, sure. was standing right there, and she broke the tension because she just went, he doesn't like hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a true story, actually. Yeah, he doesn't like hats. <laughs> Fellini. <laughs> Fellini. <laughs> and what did Mr. Scorsese say after that to you? Didn't didn't say a word to me after that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure you went full mob boss on him, man. I was like, I'm in no mood for your bullshit right now. Because we both knew that he does not look good in hats. I don't like, yeah. My wife doesn't want me wearing a baseball hat. I always wear a baseball hat around here. Uh, when I wear a baseball hat around here, she's like, take that hat off. You can't go out like that. People take pictures of you. You can't go out like that. <laughs> it's true. There's a picture of me with a baseball. Me, Lenny, and Dennis. Oh, don't even bring that up. She hates it. There's a, we don't. Okay, okay, people, Google it. Hi. Google Adam Ferrara, Dennis Lenny Leary, Clark. Lenny Clark, Lenny Clark. fire truck. We, 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 the Philadelphia Fire Department bought one of the trucks from Rescue Me, so we all signed it, and it was a press thing. I didn't know it. It was a tour stop. I figured we, you know, it's like you rolled out of bed. Put I the did. Hat in I was hand. sleeping on the bus. <laughs> okay. I was sleeping on the bus, and Dennis kicked the bunk. He said, "Come on, we gotta take pictures." I went, "What?" I put the hat on, and that was it. Yeah, you can tell. Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodness. Oh, it's a lovely hat. Oh, look at he's lo- looking. He's looking at it's a lovely hat. Shut oh my goodness! All right, she's oh, not wrong. Yeah. He looks it, very special. No, no, no. It, it looks like hi. I'm collecting for the newspaper. You owe me two weeks. I don't. <laughs> it's it's not thrilling. No, it's not thrilling. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I still have the hat. I'm forbidden to wear it, but I still have it. Well, you look funny. Thank you. (laughs) Lindy looks great. Thank you. I can see why you don't like hats, but yeah, (laughs) Lenny's a good name for comedians, man. And Lenny Marcus, I swear, I've laughed that hard in a in a long time. And I got to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. the bit that you played first with him with the, the wheelchair on the bus on the bus, yeah, like that's that's like a dicey thing, you know, like sure. I don't know, like, and I love that he addresses that. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, you all need to be crap, but you all think the same way I do. We all agree on this. 
And and I know there's things out there as comedians, you know, that you got to be like, yeah, that's death. If I if I go there, it's not going to be good. I'm not going to bounce back for it. Right. But you still got to try and go there, right? And I know you've done that. What's the what was the show you did where the guys in the in the front row stood up and walked out? It was, oh, it the was priest, priest, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the priest. Ooh, with the cross. Yeah, I'm playing Villanova. A lot of Catholics, right? I also am one of them. So they bring me out on stage, and there's a giant cross behind me. Stern, I mean, bigger than actual size. This thing is huge. <laughs> so how do you not say anything? You know, I said, thank you very much. I turned around. I looked at the cross. I looked back at the audience. and went, you people have a tremendous vampire problem here. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was, too. <laughs> it's funny. But then, Father, how dare you? And Father, that's not funny. Got up and just walked out of the room. They were in the front oh, row. Oh, they weren't in a good yeah. mood. And look, it's, it's their job to forgive me. That's what I told them. <laughs> that's very true. Was there a moment, because there was obviously a moment when you're watching these guys stand up, and not guys, priests, yeah. stand up and walk out where you're like, oh, I might have pushed that too far. And it was my opening gotta, line. I was like, ah, I got to roll the bones on this. you bounce back from that? You got to bounce back from that and like deliver an hour's worth of material. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I got nothing. I just I just pissed off God. I'm yeah. Sorry, I got to go. They, 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 they shouldn't have been there. Come on. What they were, you know, it was it was their house. I was the guest. Yeah. What was I going to say? Listen, I'm not doing this with you guys here. No, but I mean, you know, if they can't take the, the heat of the kitchen, get out of it. Yeah. Well, they got up, they left, and no one said anything to me. I think they were the only ones that left, and the show was great. Mm -hmm. The check cleared. I'm a happy man. Yeah. I haven't been back. <laughs> True. I have not been back. Well, we know why. I was hoping maybe three days I'd be back. You know, who wants jelly beans? <laughs> nope. Not him. That makes no sense. It's an Easter joke, honey. Yes, Adam. And if it was funny, I'd laugh. Okay. Fair enough. How about this joke? It was sticking out like a shipwreck on a brown island. No. Okay. I don't want that either. All right. Goodness. All right. Stop it. All right. I guess the chocolate rabbit's out. Yes. Okay. Let's cross that off the list. All right. But I love that you got that's what makes comedy great. You got to push that envelope. You mm -hmm. got to find out how far is too far. And and sometimes it's got to be a little inappropriate. And like I just the just the cojones to come up with that bit for the <laughs> especially the third wheelchair guy. You're the first guy and he's like, come on, it's taking too long. Yeah. Yeah, it was just great. Yeah. It was really, he really makes me well done. Yeah. You know what else makes me laugh? What's the story with the fish? Because I, <laughs> I know the guy that said it, so it makes it even funnier to me. But <laughs> Lenny has a way of just doing that thing. But the setups what Lenny does makes me laugh. Because now I know, because yes. he's just so aggravated. <laughs> with the fish <laughs> swam in the ocean yeah. they got caught in the net now you're eating it yeah it was the best of fish it was the worst of fish <laughs> <laughs> oh man actually i do have a fish where the story matters go ahead when you go to the sea of galilee mm -hmm. they say eat the fish that jesus fished is it that's the advertising step right up it is it is <laughs> Eat the fish that Jesus fished for. Can't get it nowhere else. It's fresh. It's fresh. <laughs> I'll tell you the story of the fish. In the beginning, there was light. <laughs> then there was tartar sauce. Yeah. Was all over. Then there's tartar hey, sauce. Comes with bread. <laughs> and wine. And wine. <laughs> Starting out like water. <laughs> this is water. Wait. Just wait. wait. He did that for his mother. He did what? Turn the water to wine. You know what? I'm a lot like Jesus. I bought my mother a box of wine many times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Please. I love you, Ma. Um, you know, it was so funny. What? Because I can imagine this. Go ahead. When his dad asked for the card. Can I have his card? <laughs> picking his teeth. And he's picking his oh. teeth. God, yes. <laughs> and I never met Joe, your dad. Yeah. But that felt like a Joe thing 100%. My father would, first of all, my father, when I was a kid, my father would finish eating. He lights up a Lucky, takes the matchbook, and starts picking his teeth with a matchbook. And my mother's like, you're a friggin' animal. Get a toothpick. <laughs> Did you shit the toothpick out yet? No, my father does not eat toothpicks. He knows how to operate them. Goodness. And by the way, to get back to the timing thing with him, I mean, this, the relationship he has with, with Leslie Jones is mm -hmm. is so cool. Yeah. But 
the deal with like how he got fell into the gig with the Giants. Yeah, like, see, he's, yeah. he's lucky. New York, yeah, the New York Football Giants, like just sort of like happens into it, and then as things go along, it's being in the right place at the right time. He's yeah. a computer science guy. Yeah. yeah, and now he's been he's been running that thing since ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, That's I love amazing. the fact I love the fact when he showed up because you want to you want to help out of the team. Yeah, he goes to the meeting. It's just him. He's the only guy. <laughs> right. He's the staff. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> He's catching punts. He's doing everything, and he's a big sports fan, Lenny. So it fits perfect. Mm-hmm. We 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 communicate more during football season because mm-hmm. I'm always talking to him, like on a Thursday mm-hmm. when, when the lines are settling in. When you're making your bets, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that. So when he said there, you know, like, do I get to go to the Super Bowl? And I mean, that's awesome. But he got to see like two of the most amazing Super Bowls ever. He got to see the Giants take out the Patriots in that undefeated season. Like, yeah. it's terror for me, yeah. but for him, that was, like, amazing. So yes. I, that's just the coolest thing, that he's still doing he that. He went to the Olympics with Leslie, too. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. Like, yeah, and not buds. the Olympics down the street. That's like he was overseas for that shit. Yeah. And you want to know, you know what, the other part of the timing uh, in his life that, that resonated with me? He met his wife when his dad was dying, because that's what happened yeah. to me. I met this beautiful woman over here that doesn't like the way Phil describes things passing through him. No one does. <laughs> That's fair point. Fair point, Alex. <laughs> but I met that when I when I heard about Lenny's story, how he met his wife and his dad was ill. I'm like, I know that feeling, and I was like, sure. all right, all right. I, apparently, God doesn't want me to be left unattended, and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how many times I say, Bob, what? What is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) If I had a nickel Uh for every time I make that cry. Yeah. Thank you. So has has Pop Dancy you? He doesn't know either, Adam. (laughs) Goodness. Well, you know what? I want to. Th- I want to thank you for being here, baby. I want to thank. I want to thank Lenny Marcus for being my guest. Thank Pop. I want to thank Pop. <laughs> and I want to thank you guys, honey. If they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, please leave us a review. You know that helps us with our friend, Mister Algorithm. And thank you for spreading the word about the show. Tell eleven hundred forty-three people about the show. That will help us a great deal. And please remember that we are all in this together, brothers and sisters. So share the road. And remember that life is hard, so you take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. Hey, Phil, we're all waiting to see what happens. We're all waiting to see what happens. All. Who the hell is all? Everybody who can't believe you swallowed a toothpick. You dope.